Whether you're on the go with a summer vacation or decide to spend your free time with a staycation, the No-So's got you covered. Relive your favorite era of wrestling with New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, Extreme Three-Way Dance, or the Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast. Keep in touch with the modern era with GC Dub, Clotheslines and Headlines, you know what that means, and Viewer's Choice. Or sit down and nerd out with No Holds Barred, WWE War, or The Wrestler That Was. It's summertime, and the living is easy. Because you've got the North South Connection. NorthSouthConnection.com. Indiana left field. Back at the track at the wall. We are tied. Look at this. He's I don't believe it. I don't believe it. theme song of Dirty War tribute to our man Test one of our favorites from seasons gone by and here on Dirty War on the North South Connection Podcast Network it's the nerdiest program you can check out it's available on YouTube via video and or video via YouTube and audio via any podcast application like most of our content is simulcast we do have some video only exclusive and some audio only though so subscribe to both we'll never miss a beat here on North South Connection I'm JT Marcus how are you uh good man down bad. Yankees are not very good. Very sad about it. But uh, here to talk about SummerSlam. Down there with greatest world, for sure. <laughs> uh, anyway, big night ahead. Here on this show, we are reviewing every 
WWE pay-per-view slash network special slash premium live event in uh, seasonal format, which means we pick a random season and we go through it. What is the season? Well, it starts with the first pay-per-view following WrestleMania, ends with WrestleMania the following calendar year. So we're doing the 2018-19 pay-per-view calendar. That means we started with Greatest Royal Rumble 2018, was in April. We closed with WrestleMania 35 in April of 2019. And of course, we're only doing WWE. We do NXT as its own seasons. We've been chugging along through these seasons, and uh, we're closing in on almost 100 pay-per-views watched, which is exciting. We're getting there, buddy. We're 51 episodes in. Uh, We watch each of these and grade them on a series of metrics that are based on a plus-minus system. So we look at everything in a baseball mentality of a replacement level. So average match, average commentary, average crowd, average moments, everything's flat, zero. Match grade, two and a half, as average it can be. For things that we like that are above average, we give a plus. If we think something's below average, we give it a minus. We do that in a bunch of categories. We net it all out. We take our match grades, combine those, take that over uh, or below a 2.5 as well for that average match score. Tie it all up, net it out, and that's our final war score for every pay-per-view. Then we stack rank every show ever to see what is the greatest pay-per-view of all time and the worst, and then everything in the middle based on our metric system, Marcus. Uh, what are those categories that we rank these shows on? We start off with build, commentary, atmosphere, notable moments and importance, our match grades like you just talked about, the card structure, rewatchability, and all-time matches. And an all-time match for us to be a plus is anything we both agree is 4.25 and above. For it to be a minus, it is something we both agree is 0.75 and below. And shockingly enough, in a year that you would think would have some bangers, we haven't had an all-time great, I don't believe yet. So <laughs> no. it's like, I mean, this is a season you'd think would be littered with awesome matches. Um, but so far, it's been not many great matches, some very good matches, not a lot of big moments. Um, you know, Money in the Bank did well based on the atmosphere in Chicago and some of the moments, but otherwise, not much doing. But tonight, we're going to go ahead and start with uh, what has traditionally been a very strong show for us here on the War Program, Marcus, SummerSlam. Uh, our top 10 to 15 is littered with SummerSlams. We had uh, SummerSlam 99 was our top show forever. Uh, SummerSlam 01 is our second show. 92 and 99 are tied for third. 2015 is top seven. So, I mean, of our top seven shows, we have four SummerSlams. So we like our SummerSlams. Uh, We'll see if this one can uh, be in that stratosphere or will it fall short. SummerSlam took place this year from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, August 19th. Uh, I was not in attendance, but I did go to TakeOver the night before. I didn't stay for the pay-per-view, though. Had to drive back because I had a work meeting. Michael Cole and uh, Jonathan Coachman are in the booth for Ross, Phillips, and Saxton in the booth for SmackDown. Corey Graves still bouncing back between both. Uh, we also had a 205 Live match tonight, which we'll talk about. Byron Saxton, Vic Joseph, and Nigel McGuinness. Talk about those. And that occurred in our pre-show. And Cedric Alexander defeated Drew Gulak to retain the Cruiserweight title. Also on the pre-show, so are Andrade Almas. And Zelina Vega defeat Lana and Rusev in a mixed tag. Mm. And our boys, the B team, defeated the Revival. <laughs> Dash and Paul. Wow. Uh, crazy enough. In six minutes to retain the tag titles. wonder why they left. Um, all right. Let's get <laughs> to the actual show itself now. Our opening match this episode of Smack, uh, uh, SummerSlam. Seth Rollins regains the Intercontinental title from Dolph Ziggler. In our opener, they get ten uh, They get 22 minutes, I should say. So it's not an Iron Man and only goes eight minutes shorter than what we had to close out our last <laughs> show. And I, I'll, 
I was disappointed again, Marcus. I went three stars. What is in the freaking water in this season with 2018, this year of 2018? Like, oh, we're going to do this like we did it on every show. Look at the matches on paper on this card as we go through them. And you tell me why there's no number that begins with a four in any of our grades. No, spoiler. Mm-hmm. No match breaks 375 for us on this night, either of us. Like, what are we doing when you look at these matches? What is the struggle? What is it? Why is we are we're firmly Seth Rollins Dolph Ziggler? Why is that a three? We're firmly in the content era. We're in the bloated content era, and no matter how good an event may be or a matchup might look on paper, there is another one two, three, four weeks later, and a lot of times it's the same exact pairings. So um, by the time you do get to a blow off, it's past the point of it needing to be blown off, and it just falls flat. And now flat might be a three point two five or you know, maybe even three and a, uh, three and three quarters, but it's not what it should be for a lot of these matches. It's not four. It's not four and a quarter stuff that we've seen in other seasons. Just everything overstays its welcome. Yeah, I think we're seeing the floor is high, right? Like we're not getting mm-hmm. too many below two and a half, two and three, unless it's like the squash type stuff, right? Most of the matches you would think to be good or at least a three. So the floor has been risen, but the the ceiling is very constricting <laughs> during this year so far, uh, for sure. So disappointing to start off the show. I think another thing to mention is um, uh, I went uh, three. Uh, I went three point two five on this match. Um, you mentioned it by going to the takeover the night before. We're firmly in the takeover era where a lot of these uh, big events are being preceded by a takeover the night before. And I know a big talking point was well, a takeover blew the pay per view out of the water all the time. Um, so yeah, it just felt like the pay per views are always holding something back because they have TV the next night, whereas NXT, you know, you're going to see what six six to eight of those acts on tv and then you won't see the you know the other half of the card till the next week on tv um so yeah we're just you know two different worlds but the content era i think is is really hurting um really hurting the match quality from really exceeding that that higher ceiling we'll move on to the smackdown tag team titles in our second contest of the card proper as uh the new day win the titles from the bludgeon brothers i went uh three and a quarter pretty good match a little bit forgotten um no they didn't win the belts it was uh, oh they didn't win the belts excuse me okay uh they did win the match they used the mallet that's right there's the mallet and and, uh yeah there is a big uh, big to do about that um so yeah i went i went three and a quarter on this match um a little bit of a forgotten i wouldn't say gem is necessarily the right word but when uh you know you're doing our projects like you and aaron did going down the all-time SummerSlam Mm -hmm. match card uh, on no holds barred like this is one of those matches you can kind of pull and be like this is a pretty good title match yeah i went three and a half i, I liked it a decent amount um i wish i had a better finish i think if it built to a hot finish and a title change it could have been maybe that hidden gem that we've been looking for um i like both these teams a lot so yeah it hit for me it's the finish is kind of weak with with the mallet so the bludgeons retain um <clears throat> next up ron Strowman retained his money in the bank briefcase yet again defeating kevin owens not much. Uh, he ends up hitting a, a power slam. He chokes him on the ramp, and then it's a power slam and retains. I mean, this is the time, too, we're expecting Owens, like, all right, this guy's going to be maybe getting close to being out the door. Um, it feels like he's kind of on borrowed time for a couple of years before they rejuvenate him. But this feud has been terrible. Everything about it's not been fun. Uh, I just went two for this. I, I just, I'm ready for this all to be done. Yeah, I went two and a half just because Owens is, is bumping like a madman here to try to get Stroman more over and uh, – you know, make himself stand out on the show. Um, I don't think if, you know, outside of those big bumps, uh, I would have went two and a half on this. 
Next up, we do get a, uh, I think, a pretty big contest. It is for the SmackDown Women's Championship, and it is a triple threat match as Carmella looks to defend against Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. And Charlotte is going to pick up the win and title win five, maybe? I don't know or have that info off the top of my head. Six. Um, six, okay. Um, she broke Trisha's record. Okay. Uh, I went uh, three and three quarters. I really like this match a lot. I think even flirted going four on it. Um, but yeah, really good stuff. And I think this is the best match, at least for me, that uh, we've seen so far uh, during the season. I really like this. Oh, that's a good statement. Uh, so I went three and a half, um, which puts it pretty high. It's below the Styles Nakamura best stuff. But yeah, it's, it's probably up there after that. Um, it was very good. Becky is catching fire here with the crowd. It's being the underdog. Her story's been really good about keep coming up short, keep coming up short. She finally snaps, beats the shit out of Charlotte after the match. It's a pretty famous moment. Uh, she kicks off her heel turn. That will begin with, you know, the beginning of her becoming a megastar as the man, right? So that heel turn. Yeah. This is the kickoff. Yeah, the crowd cheers the whole thing. Um, but this is the kickoff of that turn. It gets ratcheted up in a few months, but this is really like the beginning of the big push for Becky uh, to get her career really off the ground finally. Uh, so three and a half for me. Uh, up next is the beginning of another feud you would expect to be a great one. AJ Styles in a multi-pay-per-view feud with the world title with Samoa Joe. You're like, fuck yeah, here we go. You know, bring you back to TNA 05. Samoa Joe getting world title matches at SummerSlam. Like, let's go. Yeah. It was like the Nakamura all over again. Uh, I went three and a quarter. I'm like, what are we doing? These are two of the all-time greats. Why is this not hitting? And of course, it's because we have a stupid story where Joe is obsessed over taunting AJ's wife and child and trying to play mind games, and he taunts them, and Styles ends up snapping and gets DQ'd. So it's like another stupid finish here tonight on the show. Um, super disappointing, and you know, this feud's going to roll on. We'll see if it gets any better, but as of right now, it's like, come on. We're going to be right back where we were at the Nakamura stuff. And not as good. Like, I had this lower than most of that. You've got at least four episodes of SmackDown. You've got countless hours of, of TV time. You can't have AJ Styles snap anywhere else other than mm-hmm. the actual pay-per-view match. Um, again, And loaded, SummerSlam. Lo- again, yeah. if it's Extreme Rules or Unforgiven or, you know, whatever, it's fine. But, like, so SummerSlam shouldn't have that finish. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know. And the problem is they're starting a feud at SummerSlam, right? Like, mm-hmm. they're starting Styles and Samojo at SummerSlam. Like, SummerSlam should be the blow-off of the feud. Like, and then kick off the next one. This and it's be... our second DQ finish of the night. Exactly. So, uh, I went uh, three. Um, again, I, I feel like that's got to be about got to be about the floor of what these guys can go out there and deliver. So, we'll see if they can uh, do anything better as uh, as they get more chances to deliver on that. Uh, next up is... Uh, a personal blood feud rivalry as uh, The Miz takes on Brian Danielson. I feel like finally, maybe here we go with Danielson. Like maybe we're getting a match of substance. Uh, these two have like the long history that they actually played off of, which is really cool. Going back to the uh, original version of NXT with the pros and the rookies, uh, they incorporated the uh, Talking Smack promo where Mike The Miz went complete God mode uh, and delivered an all time classic WWE promo. Um, on uh, on Danielson there, excuse me, on Daniel Bryan. Um, I love the finish to this match. 
where Maurice keeps the brass knucks in the cookie jar. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is so well executed and well done. Uh, I went three and a half on this match. I think if they went just a little bit shorter, it would have benefited. Uh, But again, you can say that about a lot of matches on this card. Yeah, I mean, they go 24 minutes. It's the longest match on the show, which is crazy. Um, But I remember at the time... Everyone, again, was like, oh, Danny Bryan and The Miz, like, why are we doing dream matches? Because it was a loud contingent that wanted him to leave, right? They, they wanted him to not go back to re-sign or WWE. His contract ran out. He was active. Go go to New Japan. Go to Ring of Honor. Do dream matches. What are you doing? And here he is with The Miz at SummerSlam losing. When he lost, it was like a big thing. It was like, oh, my God, we're right back where we were with this guy. He's losing to The Miz. Um, and I remember being disappointed in this match at the time as well. And, uh, re-watching it, I was pleasantly surprised. I actually liked it a lot better than I remember liking it at the time. Went three and a half as well. The finish was really good. Um, you know, it's the beginning of a feud again, though, at a SummerSlam. It's like it's, like it's the beginning, and they're going to go multiple matches post-SummerSlam. Um, this should have been built to here, right? Like, instead of him screwing out with Cass and whatever, we haven't even had Miz on pay-per-view, right? Um, he's messing with Cass, hell no. Like, him and Miz should have had this match three pay-per-views ago. And then it should be the blow off and then get Dana Bryan rocket shipped out of here. But as you'll see, we're like, we're not done yet with Bryan and Miz coming out of SummerSlam. That said, it's a very good match. I mean, it's borderline great, I guess, when you think of everything else in the season of show uh, at three and a half. So kudos to them. Uh, we waste Bal- uh, Finn Balor yet again on the show, uh, defeating Baron Corbin. We get the friggin' demon to fight Corbin. Like, all right, it's fine. It's a big show. It's a demon. Like, what are we doing? After he just beat him with a small package at the last show. Uh, like, why is this continuing? We can't do anything better with Finn Balor? Give me something. Or make this a four-way with Brian and Miz, maybe. Like, or so, you know what I mean? Like, maybe then you get a little something out of it. But I don't know. I went two and a half again. Just replacement level bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More it's same. a squash. I mean, it's basically a squash. Yeah. Uh, up next for the United States title. We have Jeff Hardy getting his return match against our new champion, Shinsuke Nakamura, who's going to retain. Uh, I went with a three. It was cool to see what these guys could do um, with a little bit of time. Uh, let me see how, how much time they get here. 11 minutes. So I yeah, thought I this was this this was exactly what it should have been. And um, I, think, I think three is a pretty good landing spot for this match. Yep, three for me too. It's cool to see Hardy get a big title showcase singles match at SummerSlam. Nakamura's, you know, pretty strong year, rolls on. Uh, it beats him with the Kinsasha. Uh, Orton comes out again. He teases attacking Hardy, but doesn't this time. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, Orton gets a pay-per-view payday just <laughs> around menacingly. He's the king. He's the king. <laughs> All right, our semi-main uh, sees Ronda Rousey challenge Alexa Bliss for the women's title on Raw. Uh, Natalia comes out first as a tribute to Jim the Anvil Nightheart. She, he had just passed away, so she's got the classic Nightheart jacket from SummerSlam 90. It's a pretty cool moment for her. Um, Ronda ends up winning the title, beats Bliss uh, to win. So she becomes the first woman uh, in UFC to debut um, and win a world title in WWE. So that's a big moment. The Bella Twins come out. They celebrate as well uh, with Natalia to celebrate the big win over Alexa Bliss. I went two. Wasn't that great? I mean, Bliss is serviceable in the ring, but not really at Ronda's level yet. Um, but we talked about it. Like, this was the path when Bliss cashed in Money in the Bank was to get her to be back to be like the dominant top heel to lose to Rousey. JT, I have a question. Are you ready for a new Raw Women's Champion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went 2.25. Um, 
I don't know. Like, I know they're trying to make Ronda Rousey WWE superstar and not Ronda Rousey the UFC star. Mm -hmm. But her being compared to Mike Tyson and, uh, you know, both in WWE and in the media, like, you realize Mike Tyson, like, go in there and is a bet to see, like, how quick the fight would end. (laughs) Right. Well, Ronda was for a bit, though, in UFC. Well, that's what I'm saying. Ronda was for a yeah. bit in UFC. So, like, why not translate that into WWE right. where she, you know, hey, she snaps that arm bar on in a matter of Because they didn't want seconds. her to look that much dominant over there. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it's four minutes and not like it overstates welcome. But, you know, it no. just could have been so much more effective in, you know, two, two and a half. I just think Bliss is so limited. Like, I think getting the belt on Ronda was key because now you can start to transition her to maybe some bigger opponents, like start to bring out those Charlotte Bailey, Becky type matches, Sasha. Um, and we'll see if they get to it, but um, all right. Main event time. Yes. It's your favorite main event during this time frame, And that is Roman Reigns winning the universal title from Brock Lesnar. Last episode, last episode of Marcus, I said he's dead in the water, but yet here we are. The big dogs back on top of the yard. Uh, uh, Lesnar had done his whole teasing to leave thing, uh, but he ends up coming back here. Reigns beats him for the belt, and I think it felt like maybe we're done with Brock for a bit after this, uh, potentially, with the whole rumors to UFC. Reigns wins the belt back. Kind of feels like a new era, perhaps. But yet again, like most stuff this year, this does not click. I went at three. We are in full-on diminishing returns with these two guys. Um, They fought a Mania. They fought a Greatest Royal Rumble. Fighting again here. It's like, all right. We're done with Brock and Reigns. 3.25 for me. I love Roman Reigns. I love Brock Lesnar. I'm done with this combination of characters, though. For the next um, few years, then they come back <laughs> in 22 and 23. And well, they're different characters at, the, at that point. So, so yeah. uh, now I'm more open to it. But, yeah, this is, again, years after the fact of when Roman should have got the win over Brock. Um, and they, they do it. I don't know if it's a cool angle. I don't know. They at least they bring out Strowman and Strowman says he's going to cash in on whoever wins. And that gets the crowd like super pumped. Um, and then they do uh, do the thing where like Brock attacks Strowman outside and then he th- chucks the briefcase, which is super cool, but then rolls right into the finish. Um, so you're kind of like delivering. You're kind of like promising or tempting the, the audience both at home and then building with a super cool finish and Brock's going to cash in and all right, here we go. And just a tease, just kind of get Roman winning, which again, I love Roman Reigns. I love Roman Reigns winning. I hope he, hope he never loses again as long as he wrestles. But uh, once you bring that money, the bank out there, it's kind of tough to not deliver on Especially the end of the show. It's like, yeah. And a big show again, SummerSlam. All right, that's a net match grade score, though, 5.5, which is on the higher end of very, very good um, for this show. So, you know, solid in ring. But again, nothing touched a four. It's SummerSlam. Look at that card. And nothing even sniffed. You know, we had a couple 375s and not much else uh, doing. SummerSlammed um, out. All right, baby. Let's get to our categories. Uh, for a build, we gave a point for Dean Ambrose returning. We didn't mention that, but he reunites the shield to help feud with McIntyre Ziggler. He's in Rollins' corner to start the show. Um, a point for McIntyre and Ziggler winning the Raw titles on TV. A point for the very long Owens-Braun feud. Money in the bank on the line. So, again, we, we've maligned the matches, but the, the build's been there. It's at least well-built. A point for Becky Balboa rising, dealing with Charlotte now as well as she tries to finally win the women's title. 
a point for the longtime build of Miz and Brian, like you said. I mean, he goes back to 2010 with NXT and then talking smack in 2016 and on from there. A point for Hardy and Nakamura's feud built since Nakamura hit the low blow at the last pay-per-view. And a point for Rousey's march to the title culminating as Bliss tries to gatekeep her and she marches right through her. So a lot of pretty good build for this SummerSlam show. Well, let's check out the minuses. Uh, we've got a lazy path for the New Day. Um, there's a SmackDown tournament to determine the top contenders for the titles. We've got Joe attacking uh, AJ and his family, the oh, Wendy stuff, uh, nonsense soap opera kind of stuff. And it, uh, instead of playing on their history and legacy as rivals, again, TNA, the Indies, whatever, uh, a whole bunch of stuff you could play off of there. And we get Reigns and Lesnar again. Once again, it's, it's years after the fact. Yep, it sure is. Plus four for build. <coughs> Commentary, we get a nice point that the Bludgeon Brothers haven't lost a match in 10 months. So kind of hyping up what this means. A point for a good job bringing up historical facts and dates throughout the night. I thought, I thought they were solid there. A point for Tom Phillips. We, we talked about it. He's just good. He's not screaming. He's not yelling. He's not yucking it up. He just calls a freaking wrestling match. <laughs> like, that's where we're at. And generally, that's replacement level. But you know what? For 2018, maybe it's above. It's above. It's miracle. Uh, for our minuses, we've got Coach excited for Rousey's celebration to make the morning shows, quote, um, and he just says it out loud. Um, Corey over the top, uh, super annoying uh, with his allegiance to Carmella for obvious reasons there. Um, he's a real poor man. Um, Heenan and Flair dynamic there with those two. Uh, Byron inconsistent with giving credit to the heels or being disgusted by their antics. Um, and again, it's soundbite Byron as well. So minus two for soundbite Byron. Uh, we got Cole making the demon sound super corny. Uh, the demon cometh. Uh, the demon graces us with his presence. <laughs> so embarrassing. Yeah, I'm also with Heron Cole. Say the demon cometh. Um, I don't need to hear that again. <laughs> Negative two for commentary as on brand. Uh, atmosphere with the demon. <laughs> atmosphere gave a point for the Terry Crews narrated intro video, which is which is pretty cool. A uh, point for the cool old school summer vibe too, with the set and the presentation. Just kind of summer in New York is a classic feel. A point for the mega pop for the Shield for Ambrose and Rollins being reunited. A point for New Day's entrance. A point for the crowd being just red hot for Becky's turn. A crowd for the uh, point for the crowd being hot for Elias. We didn't talk about him, but he had a mid-show segment as usual. A point for the red-hot uh, Dana Bryan entrance. A point for the Demon entrance. A point for Nakamura's entrance, and then a point for all the great look and attire throughout the night with uh, Owens, Charlotte, Becky, Carmella, Styles, all really up their game. Has some really cool-looking gear tonight. Uh, for our minuses, we've got the crowd being pissed uh, for the Bludgeon Brothers match DQ. Uh, the crowd checked out uh, for most of the big. Um, for most of the, the women's three-way match uh, until we get there to the finish. Uh, take some steam out of the story as well. Um, but they do end up going uh, nuts for Becky. And instead, they end up, like, cheering her instead of, you know, booing her, which I think was the obvious uh, in intentions there. Um, who's your daddy champ from the crowd? And kills the intensity of AJ uh -huh. trying to beat on Joe. Um, this thing's already fallen flat. Constable Corbin. Uh, the whole look is is so lame. Uh, oh lame chant. <laughs> you both, you both suck uh, during our main event. Uh, more proofs that uh, the big dog Roman. It's Reigns Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, and the crowd is saying you both suck. Like it feels how did like they... the low point of the show. How did they get to this point as a company where you have Brock yeah. fucking Lesnar? Is like someone they're chanting you suck at him. Like with Reigns, it's they were in such in the mud right now at this point. Like man, like. You always hear like Vince throws down the headset in your house for 
Like, how do you not leave the show and you're him and think like you're in a good, I guess you're just making money, but it's like, how do you not feel like you're in a tough spot creatively? Like you come out of the mm-hmm. show and you're two top guys you built around. They've had two marquee matches this year. Mania ended in a shit, you know, shit show with Lesnar throwing the belt and the weird finish. And now this <laughs> with the crowd saying you both suck and the stupid non-cash in. It's like, what are we doing? Like, this is your, these are your two top guys. Plus four for Atmosphere. Notable moments, a point for the final SummerSlam of the Brooklyn series. I mean, it's four years in a row in Brooklyn. This is the last one. A point for Rollins winning the IC title. A point for Charlotte winning the SmackDown women's title. Two points for Becky turning on Charlotte. It's a pretty big storyline point. A point for Natalia uh, honoring the Anvil, wearing the SummerSlam coat. A point for Rousey winning the women's title for Raw. And a point for Reigns winning the Raw world title over Lesnar, even though they both suck. <laughs> Minus is uh, poor KO getting squashed. Uh, we got Brian losing to Miz. Doesn't help the criticisms that Brian uh, should have tested the waters elsewhere in free agency. All right, so that's a six for notable moments. Five and a half overall for match grades. Card structure, we gave a point for opening hot with the Shields and their super over and Ambrose's return. A point for continuing the year of AJ Styles dream matches on paper. A point for Brian and Miz giving a lot of time to tell their story. It had a lot of build. They did deserve that 24 minutes and they got it. A point for Demon destroying Corbin. It was perfect use if they're going to have the match. Have him wreck him. A point for Rousey destroying Bliss. No need for Bliss to be competitive. And a point for Braun teasing the cash in. That builds anticipation before the main event not what happened after that but before that was a cool moment yep uh once again we'll uh ding the lame dq finish to the tag title match uh why bother with owens in this feud uh, if you're just going to keep squashing him especially if he got tossed off the cage i don't right. and you're <laughs> using strowman later in the show anyway like yeah why even have don't... him wrestle just have him come out after yeah um another title match dq not even halfway through the uh through the show um styles joe is a personal heated issue but the match is all about keeping emotions in check which i absolutely hate how mm-hmm. they, like i'm watching wrestling i don't want to like see somebody hold back yeah i absolutely hate that that's like such a big point for them in so many instances um wasting time by hyping uh triple h and undertaker more than seven weeks away at uh, right. i believe that super showdown coming up yeah it's uh, like fine you want to hype it do it on t like we don't need to use SummerSlam time to hype this right. show two months away. Like we'll get there. We don't need to do it right now. And then uh, our last deduction here is including Braun into the main event uh, package. And uh, you left the fans feeling deflated by not delivering on that. Yep. That's a zero flat out for card structure. Rewatchability. We gave a point for Rollins doing a great looking inverted superplex, a point for the great finish of the women's three way, where you go from a natural selection right into the disarmor. Oh, I'm sorry to break the disarmor. A point for the B team standing up to Miz in the backstage. B team's been our saviors. Um, they say they have a new reality show, Total Fellas with a B, called Total Bellas. And he goes, it's better than Miz and Murs, which is a great, great line. Um, and then a point for, like we talked about, the Miz Bryant finish with Maurice handing the uh, the Nucks. So. Sneaky MVPs. Um, let's go ahead and check out the minuses for rewatchability. We got a uh, awkward Bella Twins uh, interview. We got a biggie belly to bellies on the floor. Um, almost does to Harper what um, Rich Holland ends up executing on him just you know years later. So unfortunate to see there. Um, and then uh, Joe and AJ coming up lame with the DQ finish uh-huh. uh, just when the match was starting to get cooking. That's a plus one for watchability. I do want to give a shout out by the way. Daniel Bryan during this time starts wearing the Seahawks colored gear, which looks really cool. We'll talk about it more in our next show, but 
uh, was was neat looking. So plus one free watchability, no all time matches for a SummerSlam. That's pathetic. Sorry. Um, that brings us to a total score of eighteen and a half. Which, I mean, it's pretty good for the season, honestly, but not that great when you look at all of our other SummerSlams. Like it's again, we've we've held SummerSlam pretty high regard. Mostly, um, let's see, 04 is below this one, and ninety four. That's it. Those are the only two Summer Sam's worse than this one so far for us. Everything else has been better. Uh, as far as where it is all time, it's right below Survivor Series 11, right above Takeover Brooklyn 4, which actually happened the night before this show. Um, so that weekend ended up back to back, which is pretty funny wow. for us. Uh, Brooklyn 4 at 17.75, Summer Slam at 18.5. It's our 41st show all time out of 97 total shows. So, okay. yeah. Little, little around half or so, I guess. Yeah, upper half. It felt felt right uh, when you said the score. Um, but yeah, definitely diff- disappointing for a SummerSlam, which has been a uh, a pretty consistent top performer for us. You could say they managed to, if you had to put a label on it, failed. All right. So, SummerSlam's in the books. we got one more show to cover here tonight. It is Hell in a Cell 2018. Marcus, I'm dying for a good show, buddy, in this season. Could this do it? Could this do it? From the AT&T Center in San Antonio, 15,216, September 16th, 2018. Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Renee Young on Raw. Tom Phillips, hey. Jackson, and Corey Graves on SmackDown. The coach is gone. We'll see if it's an upgrade, though. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Poor Renee. Um, I like Miss Renee. I love Renee. In the booth, Renee. Eh, we'll see. Um, we had one pre-show match. A New Day defeated Rusev Day. That's Aiden English and Rusev to retain the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Uh, so that was on the pre-show. And that brings us to the card itself. And we start hot, my friend, with a Hell in a Cell match between Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy. And they get 25 minutes. I'd have to look back at everything after this, but I'm willing to say this is probably Jeff Hardy's last great singles match. Uh, a singles match. Yeah, probably his last great singles match. Um, this was awesome. I loved this. It's the one you remember with Orton just doing the nasty shit with the screwdriver through Hardy's um, gauge in his ear where he puts in this yanks on the earlobe. Um, this it's all pure sadistic Orton at his best. Um, you know, Hardy does a swanton on the chair, uh, uses a ladder to climb the cell. Uh, Hardy does a splash through a table, but Orton moves. Uh, Orton pins him and wins the match. Uh, Orton's back as a, the, probably the best Orton besides like cool marijuana smoking face Orton that we get these days <laughs> would be like sadistic heel Orton. And that's what he is here. I went four. It's our I think it's the best match we've seen all season to this point of the card. Um, it's the first four-star match I think we've had all season, which is crazy. We are now how many shows in? Let me check real quick. One, two, three, four, five. The beginning of our sixth show is the first time a match has broken four stars. Unacceptable in this era. Yeah, for me, Hell Cell is a match that um, I think there's two possible stories to tell, and that's either – cat and mouse or it's godzilla versus kong Mm -hmm. and i think anytime you deviate from those two specific stories that's where you get the cells that are really like forgotten uh for good for for good reasons uh because they stink 
Um, this one was able to thread that needle, though. Uh, I met you right there at the four. I really enjoyed this. Flirted going 4.25. Uh, and credit to them for finding a way to be able to be sadistic and bring the hell back into the hell in a cell um, in this PG super safe and risk-free and risk-adverse era. They were able to find ways to bring the brutality and be creative and make memorable stuff happen. Um, so yeah, for all those reasons, this was this was really good and by far our best match of uh, of the season, no doubt are there. It took advantage of the time too, which we've seen a lot of matches get a lot of time this season that don't mm-hmm. always take advantage. And they, they got twenty five, and it didn't drag. It was, it was great. It's, it's no. a classic match. Um, and yeah, you get the big spot too where Hardy does the, off the, off the zone mm-hmm. crashes to the table. Um, I was looking forward to seeing that again. Uh, up next, it is uh for the SmackDown Women's Champion it uh, Championship. It is Charlotte. Who is going to lose the title to Becky Balboa, Becky Lynch? Uh, I went four point two five. Finally, um, it's like <laughs> it's like the gates have been opened mm-hmm. um, after getting a three three and three quarters from me on the last show at SummerSlam in the Triple Threat match. Um, I think I went three and three quarters, right? Uh, yeah, I did. Um, and then uh, four stars with the Hardy and Orton sell four and a quarter for me here for this match. Same great match, great moment with Becky winning the belt. Um, she's on the rise, they're getting behind her. The crowd's super into her. This is they delivered awesome match. Yes, after being starved all season, we get two four star matches in a row. And then Marcus, because what we, we get a third, it was <laughs> like, Oh my god, the lid is off, buddy. As the shield unsuccessfully challenges for the raw tag team titles, losing to Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler, it's Ambrose and Rollins. I went four and a half in this bad boy. Um, it's an awesome tag match. 25 minutes of chaos. These dudes perfected that tag style during the stretch. Start a little bit slow and then get hectic and frenetic and close out with an awesome stretch. This is that match I mentioned I saw at a house show at the Boston Garden a little bit after this. They were really running this around. A lot of mm-hmm. Raw, they were mixing and matching these guys. They were having tons of great matches together. Um you know, Ambrose, it was good to see him back in, in this role. This is a great match. I mean, so four, four and a quarter, four and a half out of the gate on this show. Yeah, I definitely won't be going back to watch these Raws uh, anytime soon. But my memory, if it serves me correct, it's like these four guys would just routinely carry 40, 45, an hour worth of uh, Raw every mm-hmm. week out of three hours. Um, I went uh, four and a half as well on this bad boy. Uh, really good stuff. Uh, so we have two all-time uh, back-to-back matches here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have Samoa should have Joe been the fourth grade match. It should have been fourth. Uh, we got AJ Styles and Samoa Joe uh, not in a cell. Uh, just a, a regular match here. Uh, right? No gimmick here? I don't think I'm mistaken there. No, no gimmick. Yep. Straight no match gimmick. Uh, almost 20 minutes to go, 19 minutes, and uh, AJ is going to pick up the win by pinfall. Uh, I went three and a half, and again, is AJ Styles like secretly the king of like the disappointing three and a half star match? Because this has been a trend now. It's been a tough season for him for getting a ton of time world title matches against like top, what you would think would be top workers. I think the problem is these guys are all probably just a year or two too late for this these runs mm. here, but. Still, you'd expect them to maybe dial it back and pull something out of it out of their hat. I still went three and three quarters. I mean, it's it. I think it's a borderline great match. Um, but this is where we get the convoluted finish. 
where, yes, yeah, Styles pins Joe, but he's also tapping to the Coquina clutch at the mm -hmm. same time. Um, so we kind of get the, uh, you know, Joe attacks AJ, feels like he, he didn't lose. So that'll set up again another rematch between them. Uh, so we get a little con controversy between them here. All right. Up next, we have a mixed tag. That's Dan O'Brien and Brie Bella losing to the Miz and Maurice. So yet again, Brian loses. And you can feel his frustration. Maurice pins Brie uh, with a roll-up. She's holding on to her tights. I This is a good use of Brie. Like, if you're going to have the Bellas back around, leading up to a you know pretty big show that we're going to cover soon on here, too. You want them back in the uh, kind of stratosphere. So this is a good way to use them. Miz and Maurice look amazing uh, in their gear. And this is an awesome it couple. Top-of-the-line wrestling stuff between the two of them, for sure. Hoorah! Um, they... I feel like when you're in this moment in 2018, you're stressed about the way they're using Daniel Bryan. He's losing again to the Miz, but as we'll see in a future episode, like they do pay off this frustration for Bryan and they do it well. So it's like the story, I don't know if they knew they were going that route or not. Maybe they backed into it, but at the time it's super frustrating and you're aggravated. Cause you're like, this is one of the greatest of all time. And he's doing the stupid bullshit. But when it gets to where it gets, it's like, oh, man, like, I don't know if the story would have been as impactful if he hadn't been through everything he had been through in 2018. So we'll see that play out. But again, I went three, seven. Um, I went um, three and a quarter on this. So we're still in, like, very good territory on the show. Yep. Three and a quarter for me. Um, Maurice, that's a win any day in my book. Um Next up, it is uh, Rowdy Ronda Rousey taking on Alexa Bliss in a return match for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Rousey's going to pick up the win, and I think she's more audible here once again um, with the, you know, are you ready and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to have Natalia at ringside with uh, Ron Rousey. You're going to have Alicia Fox and Mickey James at ringside um, to help bump around for Alexa Bliss. Um, and this whole package goes 12 minutes. She's mm -hmm. it's a lot of time. Um, but I went uh, 2.75. Yeah, me too. I, I think that, you know, it was obviously more time than SummerSlam. I think it's a little bit better, better than SummerSlam, obviously. Um, I think it's good. Like, let's get Rousey out of this now. Like, let's get her to something else uh, to be defending the women's title. Get Alexa into a different mix here. Um, let's. I want to see Rousey, what she can really do against some of the top of the class here. All right, main event, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. A Hell in a Cell that goes 25 minutes. Mick Foley is the special ref. Uh, this was Strowman's Money in the Bank. Cash in, he did it straight up. He said, I'm going to cash in on pay-per-view. I want you in a cell. Um, but we get a no contest, which I feel like should never be the case in Hell in a Cell, um, especially in this season where we've had all kinds of trouble. Uh, Brock Lesnar, though, comes out, kicks in the cell door. Heyman takes out Foley. And Lesnar beats up both guys and just leaves and kind of ends the match that way. So just when we thought maybe Lesnar was on his way out, he's back in. And Reigns and Strowman, we've kind of been in the three-way cluster for most of the season with Strowman teasing to break through. And it, it reminds me a lot of, like, 2012 Ryback. Like, yep. that guy who's kind of ready to take that step, and he's a big dude, and but they don't pull the trigger, and they're going to kind of miss the window on him. Um, I think Ryback had more potential than Strowman does in that role, but uh, it felt similar to me when it's like right down to the Hell in a Cell, right? Where he was with Punk and Cena in the Hell in a Cell, and it felt like his moment. Um, and they, they don't pull the trigger here. So Braun comes up short in his cash in. Brock is back. And are we going to be right back to Brock uh, Reigns again? We'll see. But yeah, uh, two and a half for me. There are so many bells and whistles and, and tricks to this match where. 
you have Foley as the special guest ref, and you already have the two behemoths of, of Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman colliding, and then you've got McIntyre and Ziggler and Rollins and Ambrose, and you've got them bumping around because you know you got the big guys down, and then you got them taking a big bump off the cell or off the side of the cell, um, and then you have Brock Lesnar running in with Heyman and. Like you said, going back to SummerSlam, like that kind of felt like the tipping point of the booking for the main event is yeah. really bad. It's cooked. And we're seeing that here. Like they pulled out every trick they had just to get out of the situation they'd mm-hmm. booked themselves into. Um, and I don't like it's two and a half. It's replacement level. And you think if you did all that, you're like, oh, oh my gosh, like all that stuff happened. Like it's got to be four and a quarter, right? It's got to be legendary stuff. But it's just stuff that happened. 275 for me. Um, worst match of the night, I guess, besides the Rousey uh, match, which is disappointing because we started so hot with three great matches. Style Samoa Joe, very, very good. The mixed tag was good. And then we we kind of sputtered at the end. Um, but still a very great in-ring show. 775, Marcus, uh, which is probably on the highest end of our in-ring match mm-hmm. scores. It's up there probably with like the best NXT stuff that we've done. So one of the best in-ring shows on a match rate basis. Uh, that we've done so far. Let's get to our categories, though. For build, we have a point for Orton's slow burn heel turn, torturing Hardy into the cell. A point for Becky's march to the title. Uh, a point for Shield and Zigmac just kind of roaring this feud all fall building to this show. Uh, a point for Miz and Brian that we talked about, the long-term rivalry since 2010, bringing the wives in. A point for Bliss coming back for her goal after SummerSlam. And a point for Strowman turning heel after the Shield cost him the title cash in attempt. So he snapped. He's now, you know, basically turned, said he's going to cash in a reins, put it in the cell. Um, misguided, perhaps, but we'll see. Yeah, really good, uh, clean and clear build. Uh, our only minus is uh, Samoa Joe and AJ Styles continuing to get, like, needlessly personal um, when yeah. you could just have these two, you know, feud because they're all-time rivals. All right, so that's a plus um, five for build. So that's that's good. That's <laughs> a good build right there. Yeah. Uh, commentary Graves does a nice job explaining the finish of J- AJ and Joe. You know, we said it was like the double tap pin. He explains it well. Um, you know, a point for the SmackDown team as well, switching the way they call Joe and AJ. It felt more like a big boxing or MMA yep. fight through most of it, which is a good job. A point uh, for Cole doing a nice job announcing how the others that cashed in money in the bank ahead of time, how they've done, right, versus guys that surprise cash in. And then a point for Renee saying, Dean looks like he wants a piece of this pie. Uh, so. <laughs> All timeline by by Renee. Uh, what a way to debut! Uh, for our minuses, we got Renee trying too hard to be too on point. Mm-hmm. You can feel like she's almost afraid to mess up. Um, yeah, <coughs> yeah, she's playing scared. Too fast. Yeah, a lot of rambling, talking too fast, not being able to get her points across. Uh, and it's hard when you got you know Cole and and Graves mm-hmm. there ganging up on you. Uh, and Renee is stuck now in the soundbite role, um, much like soundbite Byron. Um, and Renee channeling uh, poor Susan St. James all night. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, George. No, no. <laughs> so that ends up being like a four all in for Renee because we gave two for the rambling. So uh-huh. uh, Renee sadly dragged down the commentary on this night. And I love the idea. They gave her the chance, like female in the booth. I was, I loved it. I was all for it. She's great. Just struggles to get like comfortable. Like she just feels like uneasy at all times. She would have been great. They just would have put her on SmackDown with like yeah. her and Tom Phillips and let yeah. them run. And yeah. get rid of Graves and do Graves and, and Cole. Let them ruin Raw. 
<laughs> zero for commentary. Uh, mm. Atmosphere, we give a point for the good demonic end times feel that they have throughout the show. A point for the red Hell in a Cell, which looks sick. It's a, it's a really cool-looking structure. Uh, a point for Miz and Maurice with their matching superstar look. Just look amazing. It's a Hollywood hit couple. Miz and Murs at their best. Uh, a point for the big pop for Mick Foley. A point for Brock's entrance. He gets a big pop, but he rips the cell door off. And then a pop for Rollins and Ziggler with the big table bump in the main event. Uh, for the minuses, we got the crowd being checked down on AJ and Joe um, due to the style of match that they work, plus mm -hmm. uh, three back-to-back-to-back bangers. The terrible Bree Mode song. That uh, just kills give me if you uh, you can crowd. look, but you can't touch. That's the True right. Bella song. Oh, I hate Bree Mode. I, like, I got like because you can look, but you can't touch. It gets stuck in my head for like weeks at a time when I hear it, and I was like, I was ready for it. I'm like, all right, here we go, and then we get the stupid Bree Mode. It's way worse. No. Um, and the crowd is still cooked on Roman, um, even with the uh, heel opponent and the shield reuniting and Brock making the run in. Um, they gave him everything. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing, happened. nothing. That's a plus three for atmosphere. Notable moments. Uh, the classic moment of Orton with the screwdriver through Hardy's earring hole, a point for Becky winning the women's title, a point for AJ tapping during the pin to set up the gripe for Joe. A point for Bree returning to the ring for the first time in a few years. And a point for Braun cashing in money in the bank. And a point for Brock Lesnar returning to WWE. Uh, for our minuses, we've got Brian losing once again. And then uh, Reigns needing a bunch of help, uh, you know, just to just to stay alive. Um, Shield coming out this time. Brock interference. And not even winning. Yeah. Uh, so plus three <laughs> for moments is low. So, I mean... It has such a good in-ring show, but it's really kind of lacking now in some of these other areas. We'll see if it if it carries it enough. Card structure, we get a point for starting off with a sadistic card-hating Hell in a Cell. It's a lethal gimmick. Let's get it over as such. A point for the card being stacked out of the gate, three long, hard-hitting title matches. And a point for Foley. I always love when they break them out as the guest draft for the Cell, really adds to the gravity of it. Yeah. Um, for the minuses, we've got New Day. I can, I can, I think we can say that they're like officially stuck on the kickoff mm -hmm. show at this point. Um, Bliss dominating Rousey, kind of tough to buy in uh, with how dominant Ronda had been and always presented. Um, always not a good sign uh, when the best part of a match includes everyone except the guys in the match. <laughs> yeah, um, ending, ending the show with two guys uh, laid out in a non-finish. Um, so, yeah. Sucks. It was such a good show till that end. Fuck. Yeah. Negative one for card structure. Rewatchability, a point for Hardy uh, doing the swinging ceiling table bump, which is great. A point for the Orton screwdriver. A point for Becky's win and kind of peacocking as their celebration. A point for Miz and Maurice's pre-match promo and post-match celebration. Just they're so good. And a point for Rollins and Ziggler's table bump. Uh, for the minuses, we've got uh, Foley's terrible Chia Pet haircut. Uh, Foley not great as a ref. Uh, he even botches a two count, and the announcers have to uh, not so smooth the cover. And uh, Rousey and her little giant's intimidation growl um right before she yeah, that's her like her her gear shift in a match so her right uh, but it, i well, think it falls pretty flat at least we don't have the carmella screaming on the show um <laughs> plus two free watch plus two free watchability plus two for all-time matches we had charlotte and becky and shield and zigmac um hardy orton just short of all time so we're close to three which should be a lot um a great in-ring show but the rest did not carry up it's the end of the bargain. We end with a 21.75, Marcus, which I would classify as very disappointing. And it might be one of those ones that you could say potentially broke our system a little bit. Like you watch this and you're like, that's a great pay-per-view. 
Um, it should be represented as such. And it's going to end up tied for 32nd or tied for 30. Yeah, 32nd with UK Championship Tournament 18 night one. Uh, finishes it above it because it's got the best match of the two. Um, but man, when you watch that show and all the matches, you're like, this is a great show. And then for us, it's, I mean, top third, I guess, from what we've watched, right? We've watched now 98 shows and we had it at, what did I say, 32. Yeah. So top third, easy, but. Yeah, you when you look at that in ring, you expect it to be higher, but the back end fell apart. There's not a ton of big moments. It's kind of a tight card. The commentary sucks. Um, the atmosphere was okay. So like that stuff is is what carry shows for us. Yeah, I mean, again, start out start out super hot, super promising, um, but it just tails off after after uh, the tag title match. It's just a steady decline, and uh, our match ratings reflect that as well. Um, and then you know, I think the main event really, you know, barely being above replacement level. Yeah, um, that that's super, super disappointing. A big indictment on the show. Yeah, if you get a classic main event, you know, it probably helps quite a bit. Right. There's no reason you book these two big dudes. They shouldn't go out there and get you at least four. Uh, all right, I finished just below Survivor Series 04, just above uh, Backlash 04. So it's kind of where it's above Takeover Phoenix. Uh, Money in the Bank, which we talked about last episode, which we thought outperformed. Um, this is only a point ahead of it, which is kind of crazy when you look at the in-ring. But like we said, we're about more than the in-ring here um, on this show for sure. All right, we'll be back in two weeks, Marcus. And you know what that means. We have another two shows from the season, but we'll also be hitting our 100th pay-per-view watched on our next show. So that's exciting. We'll do number 99 and number 100. Um, so that'll be fun to talk about. Uh, we'll head overseas and then we'll have a unique pay-per-view for number 100. I think it's actually kind of fitting what our 100th yeah. pay-per-view is going to be. Um, so be sure to subscribe to everything here at North South Connection, YouTube, get all of our video content, podcasts, get all of our audio content, follow us on social media and stick with us. Leave any comments, any praise, any likes, any love. Share the word about the North-South Connection. Live your life above replacement level. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Talk to you then. Hot town, summer in the city. Back of my neck, getting dirt and gritty. Been down, isn't it a pity? Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city. All around, people looking half dead. Walking on the sidewalk, harder than a match head. But now it's a different world. Go out and find a girl. Come on, come on, that's all night. It'll be alright, babe Don't you know it's a pity the days Can't be like the nights in the summer In the city, summer, in the city